0: Welcome to the GORACOM podcast, where investors discover great small-cap companies. Thank you for taking the GORACOM with you, and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press, Release, a production of GORACOM, in which we take the time to speak with small-cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have them again. It's been a bit of a long absence while we've been waiting for results. Peter Hawley, President CEO Fabled Copper trades in Canada under the stock symbol FABL. For those new to the story, and if you love copper, because guys, we know the role copper is going to play in the future of the electric vehicle uh, paradigm shift that takes that's taking place. Fabled Copper is a, as you can guess, a junior mining exploration company. They've got existing copper properties in northern BC, including their flagship musqua project. That's about eight thousand hectares. It's got a high-grade mining history it contains three documented copper deposits and about 22 documented copper occurrences uh and that's great because they've got a management tree a, a management team with a proven track record of success they got over 200 years of combined experience and they got some great finds. so when we talk about fabled copper this isn't george's copper another copper me too kind of copper company this is the real deal like we said the timing for fabled couldn't be better. Why? Because we know that the global copper consumption is already outstripping supply. Uh, a new electric vehicle needs 80 kilos of copper compared with 23 kilos in the traditional uh combustion engine kind of vehicle. So, as a result, demand for copper is projected to rise by 5% a year, but supply is only increased by 2.3%. If you did Economics 101, you know what that means. And specifically, what it means for copper is Goldman Sachs is calling for. copper in 2023. Uh, Here to talk about the exploration project and how it went, Peter, welcome back, my friend. Pleasure, George. Always uh, great to chat with you. Uh, You know, here we are. Everyone's got taken off the last week of August trying to, you know, get some R&R, but you guys don't stop over there uh, at Fable Copper, and I love that. Tell us about what we're looking at behind you, first of all, because that's the most unique background we've ever had. And I want everyone to have an idea of what they're looking at.
1: Yeah, uh, George, this just came in uh, the latter part of the weekend. So as you remember, um, we've been doing various drone surveys on the surface outside and, and everything else. But finally, uh, we had our um, research team uh, up there. Um, the College of the Atlantic, actually, uh, Stephenville, New Brunswick. They a team uh, was there. And uh, they did uh, underground uh, LIDAR supported uh, with, with drone three-dimensional. And so this is just a screenshot of various, uh, some footage that they did on one of the underground areas that they're at. And uh, as you can see on the uh, on, on, on the other side, whoop, that side there, you can see the pipe running up and down. Now, this is totally dark. There's no light in this tunnel at all. This, this is totally dark. And uh, the resolution is about one centimeter. And by one of my ears that 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 uh, <laughs> let's see right there that line coming down, that's actually water water dripping there that it captured in high resolution
0: and you know if so, someone didn't know better they think it's like a pencil sketch or something like that but that is oh a yeah no. it's black tunnel, but that's what the uh, that's what the lidar from the drone sees and later on hopefully you're gonna show us uh, the actual drone footage going through the tunnel, which is pretty awesome yeah, sure. Yeah, and
1: actually, uh, the footage I can show you later on, we can define the uh, copper mineralization against the barren wall rock.
0: All so, right. the
1: copper mineralization will come up as yellow and uh, green, and the wall rock will come up as uh, red. So, if you're looking at the, the back or the roof of the, the body, you can actually see this green line going down the back of it, you know, the, the them following the mineralization as they, they, they put the tunnel in there. So well, that's a
0: nice you. little teaser, uh, so that setting up when we're going to look at it. Here's what we're talking about today. Here's your quote from your last press release. Today, we have reported on the geology and sampling on the numerous copper occurrences on the Neal and Bronson properties. Uh, now, we'd like to report on our findings on the Toro property conducted during 2021 summer field season. Before we get to the details, overall, how happy are you with the total package of results that have come back on Neal, Bronson, Toro, all of it?
1: Oh, we're extremely happy, George. I mean, last year was a ground truthing year in the sense of, you know, some of this stuff is documented. Let's go see it to see if it's real and, and, and decide whether or not we should follow up on it. Whereas in 2022, this year, not only did we start a, a month earlier, but, you know, now we're really focused. We know where we want to go and which ones that we think, you know, carry more weight than the other ones, George. And uh, hence, uh, December 22, it really focused in a lot of things. So, yeah, I'm very happy with the way everything went. Uh, it went very smooth. The weather cooperated with us um, wasn't very much downtime at all. Uh, crazy amount of field days. And, and myself and one of the uh, lead technical directors um, were lucky enough, I guess, to, to go up on the property for a week or so. So uh, that was a lot of fun.
0: Um. Yeah, we're going to get to some images that I want people to see, uh, but still a little more, just another question for you first, which, you know, you've got, you've got all sorts of great, uh, you know, great prospects up there. Which exploration area do you believe holds the highest promise for for, for further discovery? Or do you think it's too early to still have determined that?
1: no i i think uh to be perfectly honest uh, what what we're looking at right behind me is, is probably it because it, it's a deposit it not unequivocally it's a deposit that has been developed um it hasn't been exploited in other words it hasn't been mined at all they've put you know various levels in um right through the mountainside from one side to the other on, on four different levels and um you know you, on surface you can see the mineralization going up the mountain across and down the other side and We've been sampling that and the, and the whole point of this, George, is actually if you were to put in today's dollar, um, the amount of work that was done on the on the Eagle Vein and the Davis Key deposit, which you see behind me and, and all the extraction, you know, for making the tunnels and everything else, you know, it's it's tens of millions of dollars that have been spent. And so our job is um, trying to make it as painless as possible because we have all the data and the feasibility study that they used on this and all the sampling records and the maps and, and everything else is basically to dupla, duplicate um, a certain percentage of the information and and as such make it 43101 compliant that we can bring it to the next level, George. And, and when
0: do we think that's ballpark when you think that's going to happen, Peter? Well,
1: the only, the only thing we'll be missing will be um, drilling to complete the, the whole exercise. And we are all set up to drill this year. Um, I was actually looking at the dates. February 26th is the, the exact date that we applied for our drill permit. Um, and um, July, we were asked to put down our bonding for the drill permit. And they went into talks with the First Nations consultation and uh, the last i heard as of the first of august they were in talks with the force um first nations um of fort nelson um and and we're just on on a whole pattern for that and that that's just out of our hand george nothing we can do
0: yeah but also you know that's a great moat right because you can't just go other people have to go through the same thing so the fact that you guys are already
1: yeah, it is, and and the and the permit you know is for fifteen drill stations, three holes from each one, so forty five holes, and the and the permit good for five years. So uh, we can do a lot of damage in a period of time. So, so yeah,
0: by saying that, fair fair to say that you guys are expecting some good things out of the drill program. You guys are pretty optimistic oh, about your targets, and yeah, it's
1: unequivocally. I mean, what well, what we're doing is taking
0: a known deposit
1: and making you know. It's not like we're looking for something. We already know where, where it is and and everything else. And we've been in, in underground looking at it. So now we just have to put various pierce points through the deposit to say, oh, look, the previous data is correct. This is what you found. Um, what else we'll be doing, George, is this in, in, the, in the drone work that you see underground that you see behind me. Um, we have all this, the, the surface or all of the underground assay uh, along the back, every five feet where they sample. So we'll be going along and, and on a, you know, maybe not five feet, maybe it's going to be 50 feet and we'll resample it all. So you, you'll see the sample marks on, on, on the drone images, you know, with the, the values and everything else, and that'll all be reincorporated into a three-dimensional model and, and everything. It, it'll be you know, accuracy of one
0: centimeter. It, it'll, Unbelievable. Well, seeing is believing. Let's take a look first at some images, sure. or do you want to show the drone footage first, and then we'll go to the images? Which one do you want to Which one do you want to show? Everybody?
1: <laughs> um, no, that, let's. Uh, let, we'll do the drone image when, when we get to the underground part of it, if you don't mind. And then, yeah, of
0: course, that's why I'm asking you. It's your, all right, tell us first of all, you know what we're looking at here.
1: Okay, so this is a map of British Columbia. Um, with the Northern border being the border between BC and the Yukon, uh, you see fable, uh, copper kind of in the central Northern part of British Columbia.
0: And I've given your mouse the ability to roll control. I think you can okay. circle these things now.
1: So there we are. There's fable copper here's Fort Nelson, the largest town We're about, uh, two hours, an hour and a half, just, uh, due West on the Alaska highway. And the closest big operating mines we have is of course the Red Red Chris, which is just uh west of us, and also the joy. And then of course everyone has heard of uh, Chemist North and, and East Underground and then Chemist North, et cetera, et cetera. So we're in, you know, elephant country and um we're just starting to to understand what makes everything tick. So it's a it's a great uh, location to be in,
0: George. But right, move down to the next one? Sure. All right, and this is Muskwa specifically, so we're zooming in a little bit here.
1: Yeah, we're just uh, zooming in. So again, we have Fort Nelson to immediate west. We have Toad River, our base camp set up, and then the properties just uh, just south of Toad River. Um, the northernmost one being the Neal and then just below that is the Toro, and just below that is the Bronson. And we've been working on all of those this year, and, and also last year.
0: Yeah, just gotta love how close they all are together.
1: Yeah, it certainly uh, makes it a lot easier. That's for sure.
0: All right. Next up is uh, proof that you actually do some work.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) uh, That's true. Um, So, myself and uh, Louis Martin, Martin, or Martin, or Louis Martin uh, in the French, if you say it correctly, he um, is one of our lead technical directors along with Pat Donovan. And so, Louis came with me on this trip. Uh, and uh, we spent numerous days in the field looking at various things and crawling around underground looking at stuff. And uh, Louis has quite a track record of the successes himself, so I was very curious to get his opinion on stuff. So that's a couple of pictures of us wandering around, banging on rocks, looking at stuff.
0: Yep, yeah, a little bit more here. Yeah,
1: and this uh, this guy kind of hammering it up a little bit, his name is Gordon Hendrickson, and he's a, a PGO also. And he's, uh, this is earlier in the spring, he's using ice bridges to, to get across the uh, creeks that are swollen with runoff. So there he is crossing one of the ice bridges.
0: And uh, he's glad to know he made it across. Yeah,
1: he did. He wouldn't be smiling so much if he went through, that's
0: for sure. All right, so what are we looking at here? This is the good stuff.
1: Yeah, so so this is in situ or in place uh, copper mineralization. You can see the five uh, the tag number D seventy two thirty five six zero five. I think it is. Um, and every time they take a sample, they put a, a tag like that in place, and they'll measure it for scale and take pictures, and then the pictures will be geotagged and put into sort of like Google Earth and in, in, in a format that we can use, and this is all documented with with part of the whole process and and one of the reasons it's documented George is that if if you want to say well, I wonder if Peter's telling the truth or not you you could go to the field you you would have the XYZ coordinate of, of where that tag is you'd go to the field and see the exact same thing there so um, we we take it all very seriously trying to keep the documentation in, in place.
0: Scrolling down here, that looks like some serious work.
1: Yeah, so th- this is this is quite interesting. So this is a, a new uh, occurrence that the guys are on. Um, it's not showing all of it, but if you were to go to the extreme right hand of the screen and you kind of look up a little bit in the top right hand corner, you can see some fluorescent paint marks up there. Right uh, Right up there? Yeah, and and that this zone continues to keep going that way. So I I can only catch half it. But uh, each one of those uh, lines are are five meters down below and the guy's spray spray painting a line across the mineralization, uh, five meter intervals. So there you can see, let's see, going, I can see five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 25 plus meters there. And of course the last, I don't know, probably, 15 meters of it or, or, or more is quite juiced up. You can see a brown, you can see that copper coming out of it. And of course, two of the chaps, uh, I believe one's Rob Campbell and the other guy is Ray Grenier that are sampling at the uh, sampling. And again, each one of those lines would have a metal tag on it um, showing
0: where, where they sampled. It's amazing how technology plays such a great role, not only to help you guys, Peter, stay efficient and track everything, but uh, even run through an audit trail if necessary, right? If somebody really did want to question what you got out there, it's just that simple now.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. It sure is. It's it's pretty amazing, George, what we can do now. And a part of the process uh, that we're doing all summer long is we have uh, geophysical instruments there um, of which um, we're doing total field magno- uh, magnetometer along with VLF, uh, very low frequency EM or electromagnetics. And we're, we run reconnaissance surveys over certain areas that we like. So in this case, uh, this is an area that we were at last year. We, the snow wasn't there last year rate right, um, this early in the year, Rob Campbell doing uh, total fuel magnetics there. And uh, the reason why he was doing it on top of the snow instead of for wait, waiting for it to melt, it was fairly rugged there. So the snow gave him a chance to be able to cover a lot of miles very fast. So we run grids over an area to see what kind of response to give us uh, geophysics. And that's added to the sampling and the structural analysis that we do. Uh, and in some cases, the uh, um, a UAV unmanned drone survey that we'll do on surface,
0: and I can't wait to see that drone footage. What we're looking at here is that is that a is that a uh, the paw mark of a dinosaur yeah. of years gone past? <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty close, pretty close to it, George. Um, that instrument uh, on the right hand side is it's the VLF EM uh, instrument. So the from from top to bottom is about three feet in length, almost three feet. And so the print next to it is actually a grizzly bear print. Wow. Yeah. You're talking
0: um, about a 36 shoe for that bear? Yeah.
1: No, there's been some big bears um, this year up there. And um,
0: it didn't help
1: that on the backside of the mountain where this was taken, there was a moose that fell off the, the mountain and the bears were chewing on it. So they kept them around so that the you, the guys are always carrying a bear gun with them, along with you know bear mace and bear bangers and whistles and and everything else.
0: And all kidding aside, it is a small taste though of the you know the the, the somewhat somewhat meaningful risk that you guys go through out there. Uh, it's not, it's well, not but, all it's not games.
1: Well, the big thing is, George, is that there's there's you're above tree level, so there's no running running up a tree to <laughs> get away from something like this. You know, <laughs> you, know, you got to run. So this is uh, Reg, um, one of our uh, crew members uh, with myself. And uh, what we're doing is we have slung in by helicopter, this little Kuboto you can see in the background. And uh, this is early in the spring in June, and we're trying to chew our way through the snow. And, and why we're trying to get through that snow is because there's actually a, an added entrance that, that goes into it. Um, so part of the program this year was to uh, allow access um, to the various addits that we wanted to get into. But more importantly, on security uh, point of view and safety, is securing those adits uh, by by timbers and everything else. So next year when we want to go back, we don't have to go through this whole process, and we we know that everything is in top shape. So so that was a big project, uh, still ongoing today on a, on, a, on a different things, and um, that actually was part of allowing us to be able to get underground with a uh, um, the lighter uh, underground survey that we did later on
0: and what i like about pictures like this it just you know sometimes you know press releases don't do it justice i don't even for myself you read a press release and it says all right they did some work on there you have no idea what that really means at the end okay. of the day unless you're in the business on 99% shoulders or not so when you see something like this it further reinforces that hey Fabled copper isn't wasting its time up there. there it, it isn't one guy walking around tapping on some rocks and hopefully hopefully to find a treasure uh, and could walk away from it at any time. This is a serious investment of manpower, oh, yes. time, money, energy and resources uh, that other people are funding. So, you know, there's got to be a, a good doesn't guarantee anything, but you have, you've got to have a good level of confidence that you're just not wasting your time. You're actually pursuing something really, really potentially great. Oh, you're uh, you're
1: dead on, George. And is like people have heard me heard me say before, I have no intentions of wasting shareholders' money on something that's not, and I don't have any intentions of wasting my time or other people's time on something that that will never make a potentially make a mine.
0: And, and this thing has all the earmarks and says, yeah, it should be. You know, and since we're talking about that, and I know I'm not trying to pin you down to any kind of dates or anything, but you know when do you think you'll have enough information to know to confirm exactly what you've got in terms of a uh, copper mine and at that point can make a decision to either sell or begin the process of going into production
1: well i, I bet after uh next season you'd be at the point where y- you you could probably start doing a forty three one oh one on on the what was known as reserves and and putting them into a a resource category for sure. Uh, And then on top of that, you could probably do a a fairly high level PEA, which would be quite interesting because you already had the feasibility study. that was dated 1970 something, George, uh, early 70s. So and and the metallurgical work that went with it and everything else. So so, you know, a lot of the recipe, you you just got to make the recipe new. And and part of the new part of that is putting today's realistic costs into that. If you're going to look at a PEA, you know, but you know, that that's also when they did the PEA, you know, price of copper was 68 cents a pound.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and, so. And that's
0: perfect timing because we're, again, referring to my intro, Goldman Sachs is calling for $5.50 copper, uh, and even in 2023, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they have a six dollar plus target for 2025. So yeah. is it it's clearly a case, right, Peter, that your your timing couldn't be better.
1: Well, yeah, no, I 100 percent with you. And you know, we're we're in in big copper territory, you know. And if you look at uh, some of the mines around us, you can you can see that also. So um, yeah, no, it, it's it's good. We know we have it. There it is. Now you see, here's an example. This is an area that was cleaned out. The snow was removed. You can see the scrape marks on the back where all the stone, blue stones were were removed and everything else. And then the guys slung in various uh, timbers, which were uh, supplied by um, a sawmill at the First Nations, uh, Moose Lake Reserve, not that far from us. And we slung everything in and then they, they secured the portal with a great big latch door with a big uh, lock on it. When, when we're not there, it's locked. Nobody can go in there. And that was the uh, the entrance that not only did we do the uh, underground LIDAR survey, one of the entrances, but also um, I did the, the first physical inspection uh, as far as safety protocol of going in.
0: And there's not, you're when you're doing your safety inspection, it's more or less the entrance and that's secure there because just- you can't go much further in because it's pitch black, right?
1: Well, we have lamps. I mean, of course. I can't wait to see the
0: drone video. I want to show everybody. Yeah. Hey, there you but, are.
1: Yeah. Did, so, did they that, almost
0: leave you behind there, Peter?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so down, down the ladder from that entrance, uh, go down about eight feet or so, ten feet. And then the, that that's the mine entrance going in underground underneath there. And so you can see the amount of work that they did to secure yeah. that, make sure there's no rocks gonna fall on your head or, or anything
0: else. Great visual, again, just a great visual. I think this is great for all the fabled copper shareholders to really see uh, what's going on there. This, this is invaluable. Now this looks, this looks like a great wall. I'm not sure what I'm, I, I'm yeah, not a geologist, but you can probably tell us what we're looking at here.
1: Well, you're looking at just about 100% calco on, on one of the walls uh, underground. And uh that's uh Louis and myself looking at it. Um we had, you can see the ice down below us, it hasn't thawed out completely, but we're trying. And um that was part of the uh inspection of
0: all of the underground workings.
1: How
0: and excited that, should shareholders be when they see something like that, Peter?
1: Well, they should be probably be in the twenty four percent copper range, excited. Uh, but no, they should be. It's extremely high grade. It's not all like that. It isn't, but majority of it is uh, fairly high grade. And this is the same area. Later on, we can show you. Uh, we can show drone footage of uh, of flying through this and what it looks like.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's gonna be neat. Everyone's kind of seeing the pictures here, and then they're gonna see yeah. well, with the drone shot. What are we? Uh, what are we looking at there?
1: No, so this, this is the back or the roof
0: uh, of of the uh,
1: tunnel and um and of course what you can see the quartz vein there and you see the the blue uh, azurite malachite uh beside it and then the, uh, the the various sulfides pertaining to copper there and that little bit of red or pinkish you see or whatever that that's actually cobalt bloom and thing about cobalt when it oxidizes it turns pink and uh, we do have a little bit of cobalt in the, didn't the Yeah.
0: So here's a good image. Just like an image, right?
1: Yeah. So this is a good place to start. So this was this was a screenshot taken and you can actually see it on top of there. It's uh, November the tenth, twenty twenty one. Right. And this this was um, some work they were doing in Newfoundland on on a uh, a mine, the research department tuning their information. So that that was part of they were saying, you know, we can do this for you and this is what it looked like and everything else. And this is where the whole idea started. Now, George, if somehow I can share a screen, I'll I'll bring in a. um,
0: Yep. uh, Give me a second here. I'm going to stop sharing my end. And I'm going to hand. Give you one second. And now you can go ahead and share your screen.
1: Okay, here we go. Okay, so this thing that looks like um,
0: here it There we go. Wow, look at that.
1: Yeah, it, it, I was joking to some of the directors. It looks like hell. Um, what you're actually looking at, you see, you see this little hole in front of us. That, that, that's that kind of tunnel that I went down. You know, like yep. I went down the wooden ladder and everything else. So, so this thing is going to fly down. And this is all dark, it's doing it by itself. It's, it controls itself. And the the yellow and the green is calcopyrite mineralization and the red is barren wall rock, and some of it's disseminated. So we'll just fly through the deposit. If you see little drops in the air or you see little lines, those are actually either water dripping or whatever, but the resolution's so high, it just freeze frames them as, as it takes the picture, catches them. So now we're gonna fly through this for a little bit. All right, let's go to flight. I'll just give you a 40-minute a clip here. But here we are flying into it. Now we're going down underground. You can see it. You can see the water droplets, these little stalactites on the top.
0: That's just unbelievable.
1: But the yellow and the green is calco pyrite. And, you can and see that's it. what
0: should make all shareholders you know, happy watching. Yeah.
1: And you can see it here on the back of the of the mine, on the roof of the mine. You see them following it. You see it going down? They're following the, the, the green lines, red lines, and the calco pyrite. Here's water dripping down, and they catching it as it drips down. There's a calico in it. So, so all this work is done on four uh, four levels. It goes right through the mountain from one side to the other. You can see the pipes there and high versus Unbelievable. Um, and this is just a little part of what we're, we're we're starting to see now. So, when it's all said and done, George, it's going to be uh, going to be pretty cool stuff.
0: How helpful has the uh, has the drone been? Peter, uh, the, in, in, in your work up there. I mean, I, that was a fantastic, if I didn't know any better, I think, I just think that was an animation that somebody did, yeah. you know, just one of no. those cartoon animations. That was a drone, and we we're seeing it through the eyes of a drone yeah. that's, you know, for lack of a better term, using infrared, not using the, the kind of uh, visual that we
1: use. First. Well, think of, think of it this way, George. I, I have a nineteen, approximately circa 1970 or 71 maps. At a scale of one inch is equal to 10 feet. Like they're huge maps, right? And on these maps are the, 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 the pathway of the underground. I had it like behind me, going through it on plan view. And then every five feet is where they channel sampled it and sample the mineralization all the way through. And they have the vein and mineralization. Okay, so so we have that as a record documented history. So right behind me. I, I have a three-dimensional view now of that map that I have. And 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 so now I, I'm this is part of my making it uh 43101 compliant in today's world. So the guys bought some um DeWalt uh n- n- pneumatic drills um with special chisels. And they'll be going along the back, and you can still see the spray paint lines where they've sampled. A long time ago, along the survey pins and everything else, and they'll go by and they'll tie into the survey pins and they'll channel sample it and then go X number of feet and do it again and do it again, and all those values will be tied into the the drone footage underground, of which will then be tied into the drone footage on surface, where there's a a point that you can tie the two into. And then everything that we've done on surface with the the vein expression on surface, the mineralization that we sampled on surface, that'll tie into this. And then eventually the drilling from surface will tie into this. And um, and there we go. So, uh, you know, you think if if we weren't doing this going so fast for a guy to go in, well, first of all, you'd never be able to map this in three dimensions. You could you could probably regenerate the plan view that we have, circa 1970, but that that would not be that that would be like a three-month project to do it, of which we we can probably do in you know a week or something like that. With the toys.
0: Yeah, plan, so. And about the amount of time, money, uh, oh, yeah. thought yeah. process, strategize that this is saving us is. Is, is oh yeah.
1: And, and and just the accuracy, you know, the fact of the accuracy, it's, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: So um, what's next, Peter? We're essentially heading into Labor Day. Uh, you know, what do we look forward to over the next, uh, four to six months?
1: Well, um, it's really interesting, George. Uh, we started the first week of January, putting out news releases on the 2021, uh, work. And the guy started 2022 or the first week of June. And I think uh, it's either last week or it's going to be this week that we'll put out the last results of the 2021 work that we did. So, you know, if you say it goes to the end of August, that's eight months, eight times four is 24 or 32, excuse me. So we put out 32 news releases pertaining to stuff we did last year. Now this year we started a month earlier and we were a lot more focused on certain things we did. You know, we did I think we did eleven different uh UAB drone missions uh this year. Uh last year there's only five or something like that. You know, we've done the underground on Harrison uh vein, the eagle vein, um and everything else. We we've done a tremendous amount of stuff. So and I just saw the last batch of samples go in. So we have, uh, I think in the queue, we have over 400 samples in for assay right now. So it's going to be a, a crazy amount of information coming uh, to them. And, and, you know, what you see behind me is a snippet of what we'll be able to show people in, in not only video format, but also, you know, three dimension touchy feely. Stuff it, it's it's
0: it'll be a breakthrough. It'll we got we got a ton to look forward to. There's a, there's a oh. ton of information coming forward. That uh, that's une- great.
1: Unequivocally,
0: unequivocally. Um, well, Peter, thanks for thanks for taking us through our first that's the first ever. In fact, we should turn that into an NFT. We'll talk about that another time, but that's the first ever uh inaugural the first ever time on a Gocom where we've had a, a drone take us through a flight uh of uh, of a of a mining shaft. Of a tunnel uh to to see it through the eyes of a drone, that was spectacular, but more importantly, on top of that is just all the results and now the plannings to where we're going with Fable copper that's that's obviously the best part
1: yeah um so so the cut, the reason why the shot behind me is a different color, so basically we're using a different part of the spectrum for this one, and on top of that, we've smoothed it out uh, to some degree. Um, and the, the guys are still working on, on the processing of the data. Like, there's so much data, you almost need a supercomputer to deal with it. So, so the other little clip I showed you, you know, that's maybe 60, 70 megabytes for 40 seconds. This thing behind me you're looking at, that's about 1.2 gigabytes for the same 40 seconds, except it's, it's just more
0: detail to it. Have you made them available on the Fabled Copper website for investors to watch? No, No, not yet.
1: Yeah. They'll, well, they'll, they'll, yeah. We're not finished with this yet, so I I won't confuse the issue
0: until we're ready. All uh, we'll, right. Well, those those be fun to look at as well. But Peter, uh, congrats on more great milestones. Congrats on making like big leap and bound kind of advances. Uh, this it, this doesn't seem incremental. It seems like big leaps and bounds, and uh, it sounds like the next four to six months is going to be is going to be really awesome to see what to to really give us an idea of where where we're going to be at
1: well you know george it's it's a new age new technology, and um you know you have these tools at your availability, you just have to go out and use them or be find someone that can use them and uh and and take advantage of it and um and that's what we've been doing and so you know taking things that are historical and put it in today's world of of three d magic type of thing so a lot of people kind of laugh. I talk to them and talk about three dimensions, and they're going like, oh, you, know, "You don't need that and everything else." I said, "You, this is going to
0: be the way of the world, my friend."
1: This yeah. is And I
0: give you credit, on behalf of all fabled copper investors, because you're right. We're in a business where there's a lot of talk of, "I've just the way we've always done it. Just the way we're always going to do it." Yeah, you no, know, and they're loath to adopt technology. And by the way, you make it sound easy. Well, you know. We just, you know, bring in the drones in LiDAR, 3D. That's not easy. That, that's, and that's totally different from whatever you've done in the past. And yet, you've done a great service to fabled investors you and your team by saying, hey, we're going to adopt these technologies. There's a learning curve. We're going to have to learn some new things here, but it's only going to make our company better. So just that alone puts us, you know, a couple of magnitudes ahead of, you know, George Com Copper and all the other copper explorers out there. Yeah, I, I guess so.
1: When you start looking at it that yeah.
0: way, I'm, I think
1: like I personally don't know of any other company, or and I have a lot of friends and everything else that are using underground line. <laughs> so you know, this is all a, a learning curve for me too. But uh, I'm sure um, there's. Uh, I think it'll become a household thing. To be perfectly honest, in in old mines and new mines, Absolutely. And, and, and there's there's a huge safety aspect of this. I mean, you know, that dr- that drone can can go in there, do the LIDAR survey, no human has to go in there and, and risk themselves. This thing will just go in and, and, you know, do its magic and everything else. And the the, the AI, the artificial intelligence on these things is getting so high now that it remembers where it is underground. Like if, if it has to come back for a battery change or something like that, it comes back, put another battery on it and, and it takes off and it remembers where it lets off stopped and, and takes off from there you know starts starts going again it's pretty scary stuff to
0: you yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty unbelievable and it's only going to get better and we've got it other guys are trying to do it old school let them do it old school but fable copper's got it and we appreciate it Peter can't wait to have you back
1: well maybe what we can do is once we put out an official uh, release on um, in in conjunction with the uh, college of the Atlantics. And all the the parameters that we we use to to do all this stuff, we can talk about that one, George, because there'll be a lot a lot of really cool stuff to see by then. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. You know, we love this kind of stuff, right? We love cutting edge tech, and especially when cutting edge tech changes the business models of old traditional, you know, status quo kind of industries yeah. like exploration. I think I think it's fantastic, and it's a again, I keep saying it's a credit to you the team, my friend. Well, as always, a pleasure. We aim to please. For everybody at home, you've been watching or released by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Peter Hawley. He's present CEO of Fabled Copper Trades in Canada under FABL. Guys, if you believe in the future of copper and what it's going to do in the electric vehicle industry, and if you believe, and just as Goldman Sachs has told us, there's going to be a supply deficiency problem going forward and you love a company that incorporates brand new technology like drone and artificial intelligence in order to get there, then Fable Copper is your company. you got to do your due diligence. Take a look at the profile page on Agoracom first to neatly kind of lay out the company and what it's doing. And then once you got that foundational knowledge, head over to the Fable Copper website, your deep dive due diligence. Hopefully today you discovered your next amazing small cap junior resources company. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey, guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple or on your favorite podcast platform. So you will never miss another one great Agoragome Small Cap podcast.